Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. Hi, this is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Practice Hack of the Week. A missed shift, a cracked note, a section that felt out of control. Arg. Have you ever noticed how, when you reflect on a recent performance, the issues that come to mind most readily are technical rather than mental? I mean, sure, there will always be sections in need of more woodshedding and technical detective work before the next performance. But research has begun to paint an increasingly clear picture about the role that cognitive factors like working memory capacity can play in high-pressure situations. And that it's not so much about our cold hands, but a breakdown in attention control that often leads to choking under pressure. Indeed, a surgeon once told me about a colleague who would tell young surgeons that if they made a mistake in surgery, they shouldn't just reflect on what happened in the moment, but ask themselves what they did or didn't do when they walked into the operating room and throughout the moments leading up to the surgery. The idea being it's important to be mentally prepared just as it is to be physically prepared. But what does being mentally prepared actually mean? Is it possible to increase our mental capacity to be intently focused when we need to be? Or is that just one of those things we have to be born with? Increasingly, research seems to suggest that working memory is an important factor that affects whether we perform well under pressure or choke. And what's working memory exactly? Well, it's that temporary mental scratch pad we use to keep a phone number in mind as we dial, or the exact details of our significant other's Chipotle order as we stand in line. And in much the same way that there's a limit to the number of unique Starbucks drink orders I can keep in mind before getting everything all mixed up, being anxious tends to give rise to a slew of irrelevant thoughts and worries that use up our working memory and make it difficult for us to focus and execute as effectively as we ordinarily would. In other words, we have to be able to resist the temptation to think about the big, scary shift coming up in five bars and keep our attention locked in on being awesome in the present moment, shaping the color, sound, and character of the notes that we are playing right now. But how do we strengthen the key underlying cognitive mechanisms that makes this kind of singular focus possible? A team of British researchers recruited 30 club tennis players to participate in a two-week training program. Everyone started out with a 10-minute test of working memory. Then, each participant was given some time to warm up and get used to a tennis task, in which they would be hitting 10 forehand and 10 backhand volleys towards a small target 5 meters away. After completing the tennis task, 
Half of the participants were instructed to train for the next two weeks on an online working memory exercise known as the adaptive dual end back task, which is just a really working memory intensive task that gets more difficult the better you do. The other participants, or the control group, spent two weeks practicing essentially the same task, only instead of getting more difficult, it stayed at the same easy level throughout the two weeks of training. When the participants returned after a couple weeks, they again took the working memory test. And as before, they hit 10 forehand volleys and 10 backhand volleys towards the same target on the wall. Except this time, there was a bit more pressure. They were told that the data might be used for a sports science TV show, and that their performance would be evaluated by tennis experts and compared with the other participants. Furthermore, their scores from the previous test put them in the bottom 30% of participants, and that if their scores stayed that low, the data could not be used for the PhD student's dissertation. So after two weeks of this dual and back training, the training group's working memory scores did improve by a statistically significant margin. Meanwhile, the control group scores stayed the same. And that's pretty cool. But what's more interesting is that their improved working memory seemed to transfer to their tennis performance under pressure. Because despite being more nervous during the second volley test, the training group performed significantly better than they did on the first test. The control group's performance, on the other hand, didn't change at all. In general, there hasn't been a lot of evidence to support the use of these so-called brain training games. So yes, you definitely want to see more research before making adaptive dual and back training a part of every musician's practice day. But it is intriguing to see some sort of evidence for mental exercises which cultivate skills that transfer to the stage. And if you have a daily train commute and some time to kill, it couldn't hurt to spend some of that time on an exercise like this. After all, it's pretty challenging, and I'm sure our brains could use a good workout every now and again. I struggled even at the easiest level. My 12-year-old started off enthusiastically. Once he began, he just shook his head and ran off midway through the first round. (laughs) 